The Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, all the, possess all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he went on towards the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and he called on the name of the Lord. And then Abram set out and continued towards Negev. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Wendy. Good morning, uh, everyone. And so as Nigel's already uh, reminded us, we're starting a new series this morning and the title of the series is Voices from the Past, Ancient Wisdom, for our world. And we're going to be journeying together towards uh, Lent, and on our way we're going to meet Abraham and Sarah, uh, Moses, David, and others, and see what we might learn from their imperfect attempts, and they are very imperfect attempts, to live as God's people in a mixed-up world. And this morning we begin with Abraham. Now, when I uh, hear the name Abraham, the thing I immediately think of is the song. Does anyone know the song Father Abraham? There's a few who are nodding. It goes, Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham, I am one of them and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord, left arm, Father Abraham, and it goes on, left arm, right arm, left leg, right leg, turn around, sit down. But some of you, having done that, might be so exhausted that your recovery tie would mean you wouldn't hear a single word I said. So we won't, we won't do the whole song. But this is a story that ties us out just thinking about it. There is a man who's well into his pensionable years, traipsing hundreds of miles with his elderly wife, his nephew, and his whole entourage, with a promise hanging over him that seems just ridiculous and totally far-fetched. He has plenty of scrapes along the way on his journey. He makes poor decisions, poor judgments, and yet it's a story of great blessing. And it's also a crucial link in the chain of the Bible's narrative from Adam through to Christ and beyond to ourselves. And there are so many lessons to, for us to learn from this story and from the others we'll be looking at in these next few weeks. 
Now, the question I always ask when I'm uh, reading stories, stories such as this is, what if they'd said no? What if they'd said no? Abraham, for instance, God says, go, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. Abraham, no thanks, quite happy here being a successful businessman. Or to Moses, God says, go and lead my people out of slavery. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sounds a bit like hard work to me, Lord. Quite happy where I am. Well, he did try that one, but God still had his way in the end. Or to David, God says, you may be a youthful shepherd, but how about a spot of kingship? Uh, <laughs> no, it's all right, God, I'll pass on that one. I quite like the outdoor life. Could they have said no? Well, they didn't. These men, and plenty of women too, responded in obedience. And they experienced a great adventure. Their lives were greatly enriched. They experienced God's blessing as they followed God's call. Abraham was a, a wealthy livestock owner. He had a lot going for him. He was very capable. He was established in the city of Ur. He had contacts. He had land. Security, stability, and he built all that up over many years. Why give that up? Well, basically, God came calling and he obeyed. Even though he was 75 years old, his wife was a few years older, their best days surely behind them. And it wasn't an easy call, it wasn't a case of yeah, can you just pop over to fish ponds? I've got a job for you to do. Let's look, in fact, at where the journey, if we can have that slide. Let's have a look at where he travelled. Now, the obvious thing to do would be to uh, leave Ur over here and travel straight across towards Hebron over here. But the problem was there was a big desert in the way. <laughs> so he ended up having to follow the line of the rivers and goes up to the north and then down the other side. That is no small journey. That's roughly 900 miles. With God's promise echoing in his ears. A promise to him and to his offspring. Offspring? <laughs> You're kidding. My wife's in her mid-80s, for goodness sake. But I guess we all know the story. After a long wait, a bit of a false start... When Abraham tries to do things his own way and becomes a dad through a slave girl, his wife bears them a son, Isaac. And God's promises begin to come to fruition. But a story of this magnitude can seem somewhat distant to us. So just to make it that bit more accessible, let's draw out just a few simple takeaways for us. First of all, there's a reminder that as God blesses us, we are to be a blessing to others. These are God's words to Abraham. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Abraham could not have dreamt as to what that would mean in reality. That blessing takes us all the way on to Jesus himself. But when God blesses us with good things, it's not just for our benefit. If we are blessed with good health, 
maybe a degree of financial prosperity, supportive friends, a loving family, a country we live in with high degree of security. We're not called to just sit back and revel in our own good fortune. We're to look up and we're to look outward. To ask ourselves, how can we love, how can we serve, how can we give, how can we share what God has blessed us with that we might be a blessing to others? It's an issue of stewardship. How do we steward what God has blessed us with that we might be a blessing to others? So the next slide, please. And next God blesses us to be a blessing to others. A second lesson we can learn from this, uh, this story is that we're not to limit what God can do in us or through us. The story of Abraham is something of an extreme example, an unlikely choice of an unlikely mission and an unlikely outcome. There's a little verse tucked away in the story of Abraham in the book of Genesis in chapter 18, verse 15. It's a question. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? 15 years ago, I had that uh, little verse, is anything too difficult for the Lord, written on a tiny post-it note which was stuck on the inside page of my Bible. I'd put it there because it had really struck me when I was working with uh, a group of lads in, over in Bradley Stoke, and we'd met them through playing football with them on a Saturday morning, and gradually we'd built friendships with them and earned a degree of respect. And myself and another guy, we were praying for these guys that they might come to know Jesus. And they were largely from non-Christian backgrounds. And as I was praying for them, I was thinking, is anything too difficult for the Lord? I'd love to be able to tell you that all of them have now come to Christ and are missionaries across the world. They're not. Well, not all of them. But two of them have come to a really strong, resilient faith in Christ. They're beginning to take positions of leadership within their church communities. They're involved in the leadership of the Hazemere camps as well. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? And I pray on for some of those other guys, and I'm still in touch with them. Maybe there's someone who we long to discover the riches of Christ and they seem so far off. But is anything too difficult for the Lord? Or maybe there's a particular challenge that we're facing at the moment where we just cannot see the way forward. Everything's a bit of a haze. But let's keep bringing it to God. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? Let's not limit our expectations or our prayers. Thirdly, let's keep building those altars. It might sound a bit quirky, but on his travels, we read of Abraham stopping here and there to build an altar. In fact, he does it four times. He does it first at Shechem after an encounter with God. Then again in the hills east of Bethel. Later in the next chapter, chapter 13, at Hebron. And finally, in chapter 22, on Mount Moriah, at God's request. Each one was an expression of obedience and an expression of worship. He was keeping God 
centre stage. He could have made this whole journey about him and his, his entourage, all he had going for him, the self-made man, look at me. But instead, he gives God the glory. He acknowledges his sovereignty. Now, we don't have to build a, a physical altar, but how often do we stop long enough to, to praise God, to give him the recognition that he deserves? Keep building those altars. Expressing our worship to God in everything we do. And finally, the fourth um, reflection, let's not settle for second best. This reading was the focus of uh, Peter Misselbrook's um, Bible notes earlier this week. And Peter wrote this. Abraham is called to leave his country and his family to follow the call of God into an inheritance that he cannot yet see. Those who try to secure a future for themselves will lose it. Those who leave their own security to follow the call of God will receive an inheritance that can never be lost. Maybe Abraham could have said no to God's call, but he would have missed out. Cozy retirement with his wife and his livestock and all his material possessions would have been very nice and comfortable, I'm sure. But it was nothing compared to what he ultimately experienced. I haven't asked uh, Bryony this question. Bryony's going back to um, Malawi in uh, a couple of days' time. Today. Today. Later today. And you're here this morning. Fantastic. I imagine there's a point where you, Bryony, you could have said, well, you know, I've, I've worked quite hard over the years. I could just settle down a bit now, just, you know, relax, take things easy. But Bryony heard the call of God to go and serve in this particular way out in Malawi using her healthcare skills. Far more demanding than just taking it easy here. For Abraham, the call of God was stressful, it was faith-stretching, but ultimately very rewarding. Let's not let the comfort and security of our present position make us miss God's plan for us. Maybe God has something different in store for you if you'd only listen to his voice. There's so much more in the story of Abraham. I would encourage you to go and read it. Abraham is far from perfect. He makes some very foolish choices along the way. But ultimately, he responds to the call of God. And so let's just take a few moments with just one of those four points. They're there on the screen. I'll just remind us of them in a few moments. Which is the one of those four that resonates most with you? Just in a few moments of quietness, let's ask God to show us how we can take that particular truth with us and apply it in the days ahead. And then after a bit of quiet, Nigel will introduce our next song. So God blesses us to be a blessing to others. Let's make sure we don't limit what God can do. Let's keep building those altars, putting God at the center.
and let's not settle for second best. Let's just be still and reflect together.